0: A topic very relevant this time of year is listening to music during Sephira, particularly listening to a cappella recordings. I thought that we'd discuss a little bit of the halachic aspects of it, as well as some of the mitzvahs behind how some of those albums are produced and the halachic ramifications that some of those processes have. The Shulchan Aruch tells us in our Chaim Sim Tav Gimel, We have a minute that we don't hold weddings between Pesach and Shavuos, Ad like until like man because during that time the talmid of Rabbi Akiva died. Now the source of this, the Beis Yosef, tells us, comes from the times of the Gainim, that there was a minug that we conduct ourselves with certain halachos of avelus during the times of Sphira. So the Shulchan continues, and the Magen explains because maybe someone else is going to marry her. the You're even allowed to make a suddas but to dance, that that there was a minog to forbid. Lee, and the Mughan Avram says that it seems to him, that one who just gets engaged without arisen, then it would be forbidden to dance. Now, interestingly, it doesn't say anything about music. But if we look in the Archa Shulchan, the Archa Shulchan says in tafsadi Gimel, Sif Beis that therefore the entire Klai asrol had a minik from the days of the ga Shalisa so lisa yisumi bisaklat saras natika married from bisaklat saras and he goes on fil khilku in the mitzvah." gamishul kama da impreva doesn't matter what type of wedding if it's a first marriage second marriage v khinat linu lasus shuduhum fil khif tnaya mother but for us engagements are mother It's like the magen avram you're allowed to make a party, but you're not allowed to have any dancing. And Kol Shekein, the Archa is making a kavl from dancing, that you're not allowed to play music, that there's an Isser, she'asr lezamer b'kli Now, if the Archa is only talking about having music at an engagement party or at a wedding, so then I understand, okay, Kol shuken, if you're not allowed to dance, then there's no point of having any music. But if the Archa is talking about a general prohibition of music all over, then we have to understand, what is this culture gain? Maybe the isser of simcha is only by a great simcha of chas and v'kala. But how do we know that a person sitting in a room by himself that wants to put on a CD is a problem of listening to music, or a person sitting by himself that wants to play an instrument is a problem? Where do we see from the great simcha of chas and that there's an isser of music anywhere else? If we look at the igra's our Archaim, Chelek, Aleph, and Simen, Kuv, Samach, Vav where Ramesha discusses the famous Sugyan Gitin Gitin Davzayin Aleph of Al-Tismach Yisrael, Gil Ha'amim, where the Gemara learns out an iser of music after the Korban Deis Hamiktosh. Although this is not the essence of our topic, and I don't want to go into the details of whether or not music is permissible in general, Azeh, but Ramesha comes out LaHalacha, like the Shita of the Mechaber and the Rambam, that listening to all music from instruments is Aser B'Zman and if you look all the way at the end of his chuva, he says, Imnishma if you hear music that sounds like human voices, mutter, that would be permissible. Vimbikli zemer, and if you hear music that sounds like instruments, that would be forbidden. Uvime Svira, and during Svira, Yesh Lesser We would prohibit listening to all music coming from instruments even to those that are makel a whole year. So this is an amazing chiddush that we see from Ramesha, that the source of the Isra of music during Sfira, that the minig that we have that we find all over that we don't listen to music during Sfira, and also Ramesha says in other places during the three weeks, is because during the year we may be makel like the Ramal, like those shittas that hold that its mutter to listen to music. But during Sfira, Claudiusrel decided that we're going to accept on ourselves the Iker Hadin, like the Mechaber, like the Rambam, that we're not going to listen to music, with those hagdaris of not listening to music after the Chorben Beis HaMikdash. And I found also that Reibelski, Zechrena Levracha, and his style of Tshuva Shulchan HaLevi, in Hilcha Saimir writes this is what Ramesha means, that this is Ramesha's Chiddush, that even though it doesn't say this, beferish and Shulchan Aruch, To quote Reibelski, Maran Hagoy and Ramesha Feinstein, Hifli, B'gaunasai, L'hagder HaIsr, Ki Alpidin, Ain L'shmoi Hamuzik of Meshachol I didn't remind you that we shouldn't listen to music a whole year. A whole year we have reasons to be makel. When we come to a time when we need to the a when we to show mourning for the base HaMikdash, when we need to show mourning for the we need to show mourning for the base at these times of Avelos, where noyig, like the ikar ad-din, that we find in the Gemara in Gittin, and the Mechaber Paskins and Simon Tufkov Samach, that there's an Iser of music. Now, of course, the Shiloh that many people ask, the why is there no Iser Beferish of music during Sfirah? Why doesn't the Mechaber just say straight out, you're not allowed to listen to music? According to her Moshe, very posheth, because the Mechaber says, you're not allowed to listen to music a whole year. So what would the Mechaber be adding by Sfirah? It's only us that we want to be makal. So now, during Sfirah, there became such a minig to be Machmer. It would seem now that we have two shittas in the reason for an Isser of music during Sfirah. According to the Arach the Isser of music comes from a kol from an Isser of Chassanus. And according to Rav the Isser is the regular Isser of music So what would be the nafkamina between these two reasons? The most obvious nafkamina would be music that's not ma'eru Rikut. If you have slowed veikestika songs, that do not make you want to dance, would that be Aser? So according to Rabbi Isha, yes. Music is Aser. We don't find a difference between slow and inspirational music versus dance music. It's all Aser. We only find a difference between vocal music and instrumental music, which we'll get into more soon. However, according to the reasoning of Dar if it's music that doesn't make you want to dance, then it has nothing to do with Rekudu B'mecheletz of the Maganav Avram. So then why should it be Aser? And in fact, if we look at the beginning of Rebelsky's Tshuva, Rebelsky says that during Sfira there's no difference between slow tempo music or fast tempo music. It's all going to be us or during Sfira. However, if we look at the Sefer Halicha Shlema that brings down from a Tshuva from a Ksav Yad from Shleima Zalman Arbach in Parak Yudalid in Hilchas Benam Tzaram, Hashira Ba Isr B'Me Benam the music that there's a custom to prohibit during the three weeks. It's only the type of music that will motivate you to dance. And in the Dvar al there, he brings down that the same thing goes for listening to tapes. It's... It's exactly like listening to instruments. And Rav Shalem goes on... That There's no difference between listening to instrumental music or vocal music. Maybe chazanas, he says, could be different. Also, he says, also, maybe because it's a velos the korban, he says that maybe we should anyway be machmer. But Me'ikar Adin, Rav Shalim says, the Minig was not on music that would not be my to dance. So, so again, we see here that Rav Shalim seems to be assuming, like the Aruch HaShulchan, that the whole source of the prohibition of music is because of a colshikane from dancing. So therefore it would only be music that would bring you to dance. But Rushlaimizaman here says another difference from Ramesha. Rushlaimizaman says there's no difference between Shira Bakli, Shira Bappa, between vocal music and instrumental music. So now we have to understand this. Why would vocal music versus instrumental music be another nafkamina between the view of Hermesha, that the source of the prohibition of music is the regular Isr of music, and the Sheet of the Arach that it's a culture came from dancing? And the answer is that the only time we find a difference between vocal music and instrumental music is with regard to listening to music after the Chorban. There the Gemara and the Rishonin talk about a difference between Shirid de pume or Shira de mana. But with regard to dancing, what does it make a difference? What kind of music you listen to? Whether it's vocal music or it's instrumental music, as long as it gets you to dance. So we see here two nafkeminas between the two shittas. Now, so far, we've only analyzed listening to music. But what about the issue of recorded music? Is there any difference in halacha between recorded music and live music? So, of course, we saw that Ramesha writes about the radio, that it's a problem, and Roshleim Azalman wrote that tapes are a problem. So we see that the assumption of Ramesh and Rav Shlomo Zalman were clearly that there was no difference between recorded music or live music. But let's analyze this a little further. There's a tshuva from the Chalkes Yaakov in our Chaim Simon Samach Dalit. The Chalkes Yaakov is addressing an issue of leaving a radio on for a chayla on Shabbos. And in the middle of the tshuva, he discusses the issue of recorded music. And he says, that, There's a strong reason to permit music from the radio. Okay, when the Lesser HaZimra Because at the time the Chazal ascert music after the Chorban Beis HaMikdash, there was no radio then. So lechal hagzera ala radio. It's not similar to a new musical instrument that would be created later. Let's say they didn't have maybe pianos then, or they didn't have an electric guitar at that time. Because as far as they said, that all future instruments would be included. Avul her radio shein royin that we don't see the performer we don't see the instrument ubami merchak rav and it's coming from a distance al pi hateva through scientific innovation mikri panum chadashes it's called something totally new ve'inen bechalal and he concludes if av shehi rakzvar ba'alma even though this is only a svara u'misha yerzuyachul u'dchaisa and anyone who wants could push it off because mikomokem snufyayish Still, you can add this on to the heter that the Chalkas Yaakov wants to say. So we see a distinction is run by the Chalkas Yaakov between recorded music and live music based on two things. One is, you don't see, you don't see the musician, you don't see the music being performed in front of you. And two, because of the distance... And seemingly, there will be no difference based on time or space, because let's say by the radio, there's a distance in space. There could be a live performance happening that's broadcast over the radio, or it could be recorded and it was recorded years ago or weeks ago. It doesn't make a difference. There's still that distinction in time that the performance is not happening here and now. But if we look at the Rambam in Hilchas Tainus Perikhe, Halacha Yudalit, the Chain Gazru Shalaylunagin Bechlishir, Chazal or also after the Khorban that you should not play musical instruments. The minei zemer, and also all sorts of music. the mashmiei kol Shalshir and all sorts of things that produce a sound of music. Asr l'smayach bahen. So the Random is telling us three things. You're not allowed to be minagin b'chlishir, play musical instruments. And minei zemer, you're not allowed to listen to all types of music. And then you're also not allowed to have any mashmi kol Shalshir. What's a mashmiye kolshel she'er? Something that produces a sound of music. So it would seem like the Rambam had ruach ha and foresaw the technology of recording devices. The Rambam seems to be telling us that anything that will reproduce, even though itself is not a kli is not a kli but it will produce the sound of she'er that is also going to be user. And why? Because who cares if it's an instrument or if it's something that makes music? The definition of instrument is something that makes music. So even though it's not an instrument proper, but if now this device makes music, that's an instrument. So it doesn't matter if it's an iPod or if it's a computer or if it's a tape recorder or a CD player or a phonograph or any other device, that's a trumpet or a violin or a guitar. It's a device that's making music, and that's something which is included in the Gzeir of Chazal. And Revozner and Shevet Alevi Chilak Bayz and Yardea Simenun Zion quotes this Rambam, and he says a similar diak in the Raman, that it would seem like the Raman precluded us from being able to be matir any sort of device that could produce music, including MP3 players, telephones, and the sort. And yes, this is talking about the regular Isra of music after the Hormon Beis HaMikosh, but like we saw from Ramesha, that's our minog. Our minog during Sfira in the three weeks is to be machmer like the halacha of the Iker Din of the Isra of music, all year. Now on a side note, there's another shuva from the Shevet Levi in Chelik Vav, in our Chaim Samach Samaches, where he brings down from the Sharmans Yonam Ba'alacha, that he wants to say that listening to the radio is going to be mutter because raiv, he says, a, a raiv of what you're going to hear on the radio is going to be talking about, he says, Chadashay, said the very mischair, business and news, but only a mikzas is going to be the music. So we go, a raiv Tashmishai. It's a chiddush that the Sharmans Yonam Ba'alacha wants to say. Now, the Shevet Alevi asked that it doesn't make sense because we're talking about that the Kli is not keveya. it's what you're listening to is Kaveya. So what do you mean you go, Basar Tashmi Tashmishoi? Now, what we see in the Chalkas Yaakov and the Ramam about recorded music versus not recorded music still doesn't differentiate between vocal music or instrumental music. But if we look at the Tzitzel in Chalak Vav Simen Lamed Gimel, he discusses the issue of a tape recorder during Sfira. And he says clearly that if what you're hearing from the tape recorder sounds like vocal music, then it's going to be mutter because that's vocal music, because it depends on what went inside. If what you recorded into the tape recorder was vocal music, then it's vocal music. But if what you recorded into the tape recorder was instrumental music and what you hear back from the tape recorder is instruments, then it would be instruments. And he quotes the chuva from Ramesha that we saw, that it depends on what you're hearing. But this would seem to be a little difficult to understand because who cares what went inside the recording? It matters what's coming out. Because, like we saw in the ramam this is being mashmiyah kol shalshir. This is producing music, so it doesn't matter what went in. This device now becomes a new instrument. It's an instrument called a tape recorder, or an instrument called an MP3 player, or whatever device you have. This is now a new. This is now a new musical instrument device that's going to be ushered and included in the minig, like we saw in the Shevet Alavi. So, I had this chus a number of years ago to discuss this Shiloh with my Rebbe Hagoyan Reb David Feinstein Zechat Sadek Vekadish Lavracha. And Rabdavid explained to me that, of course, Ramesha held that a tape recorder or any other device that would replay music has a din of cliche and would be included in the minog of cliche that would be ushered during sfera. However, if the tape recorder is producing vocal music that sounds like human vocals, Misvaro, we're not going to say that that's included in the iser of klishere. Why? Because if we go back to those Rishinim that held that after the korban music is going to be aser. But there's a heter for zimra puma, vocal music. Why is vocal music okay? So if you look at the tshuva from Ramesha, there in Arachayim, Chelek Aleph, and Simakuf, Samach Vav, Ramesha explains because vocal music doesn't produce the same kind of simcha v'tainug. It's not as exciting. It's not as enjoyable. But here, this tape recorder sounds like a person singing. So if this tape recorder just sounds like a person singing, that's not included in this iser of music after the korban Beis HaMikdash, and therefore also not included in the minik that we have to be naik with that iser during sepira. But if what we hear from the tape recorder sounds like music, then this tape recorder now becomes an instrument. So this tape recorder is playing music, and that is included in the iser of music after the Chorban beis hamikdash because it does have a simcha and tainog. So if it has that level of simcha and tainog of music, it's nichal and the iser of music after the Chorban, and also in the minig that we have to be noyig, iser of music during Sfirah. And therefore, when it will come to an acapella recording, it doesn't make a difference what went in, it makes a difference what's coming out. If what's coming out sounds like music, then it would be a problem during sphira. But if what comes out sounds like vocals, then it's not a problem. And I'd like to point out that Rabdavid Zakhren of Lavrach was very clear that when we're talking about whether it sounds like music or doesn't sound like music, we're not talking about someone who's an expert in this. We're talking about a regular person who, he said, is a music fan, someone who listens to music regularly and could generally identify, oh, that's that instrument, that's a violin, that's a saxophone, knows music well, but is not necessarily an engineer or an expert in the field. So that could come out to be a kula and a khumra, as we'll see. Now the question arises, when a person records vocal music, and what went in there was vocal sounds, or sounds that come from human mouth, but they were digitally enhanced, modified, or changed, when do those changes have a halachic impact on what comes out that we would no longer consider it Shira de pe but it would assume the halachic status of shirudamana, of instrumental music, and would be prohibited during sefirah. There are several kinds of changes that we're going to discuss that I had the opportunity to speak over with Reb David in great detail, and actually to demonstrate some of them for him. And we're going to demonstrate them for you as well with my good friend Reb Chaim Fliegman from Shir V'shavach Choir, so you could hear them for yourself as well and hear what sound went into the recording and what sound would go out after being processed with that respective process. The first process to discuss would be time correction, or what we call quantizing. Now, this process is difficult to demonstrate when you hear it just in audio, because the difference that it makes is actually pretty hard to discern. Now, one of the biggest differences between live music performed by live musicians and music that's performed electronically is the slight imperfections that you get from a real person playing a real instrument now even though we may not be conscious of it or may not be able to identify it but subconsciously we could sometimes feel when something is real or something is not real now of course electronic music is mostly played by a real person too so some electronic performances could be quite nuanced as well and especially with today's technology electronic music could be really really good that said, even if you correct the timing, to be so perfect beyond what a human being is capable of doing, Rabdavid held that that's not enough of a change to be considered cliché. The second change would be in pitch. So while the first one is in timing, the second one is in making something either higher pitch or lower pitch beyond what a human being would be able to do. So the most common use of this would be to make something lower pitch in order to be able to compensate for the lack of a bass instrument in a cappella recordings. Here's an example of a performance of a bass part in the original pitch. Ooh, 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 ooh. So on something like that, there's no question that that sounds like a vocal recording and would be 100% motor listen to during sphero. Now here's that same exact recording transposed an octave down. Ooh, 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 ooh. Now that's already lower than your typical human voice can go and the way that the processing impacts the timbre of the audio, it sounds very close to an instrument. And we'll see later when we hear the full recording that I prepared for this. In context, it's even more questionable whether or not this is something that sounds like an instrument on the way out. Although on the way in, this definitely sounded like a vocal and it would be questionable. And I leave it to you. Do you think that this sounds like vocal recording on the way out or is this something that already borderlines on sounding like an instrument and when I played similar samples for Abdovid, he felt that such a modification would most likely be considered cliche now another kind of processing to discuss would be where there's harmonic distortion which is we're adding on additional harmonic content which means we're putting the sound through various processing without getting into all the scientific details that adds on other overtones to the frequency that weren't there to begin with, which simulate real life environments. So for example, reverb, where you'll hear a little bit of an echo, which would make it sound like it's in a room, or something more extreme, like putting the vocal through a guitar processor to make it sound like an electric guitar. So here too, if you put on a little bit of reverb to make it sound like it's in a room, that's not gonna be a problem. And just so you understand what I'm talking about, here's a little sample of a before and after. So although the effects may make it more musical, but all it's doing is simulating what a space would sound like. I mean, not the typical space that we have, but what a space technically could sound like, and Rivdavid felt that that for sure also is not considered cliché however if you were to put it through a guitar simulator meaning if you take a voice and you process it like an electric guitar in order to make it sound like an electric guitar would that be considered cliche? let's take a listen to what that sounds like so is that a guitar or not? well here's the original file and of course, thank you so much, Chaim Fliegman, for what you've done to make this episode of Yesha Imrim into something that I'm sure people are enjoying. I'm not sure if everyone fully appreciates how someone of Chaim's amazing vocal talent typically doesn't like to hear themselves imitating guitar publicly. But Chaim graciously allowed us to use his vocals for this in order to be able to learn this sugya well and to fully understand the technical aspects needed to understand the halacha. Now, getting back to these samples... I think that this kind of processing, to make it sound like a guitar, is something we could all agree on, would be considered cliché. And yes, Rebdavid Zechrena Levracha considered this to be cliché, and it would not be permitted to listen to during Sphira. So of course there are so many different forms of digital processing that are out there, and we're never going to be able to cover all of them, but the last specific area we're going to address is regarding the production of percussion sounds. If one was to clap, or to stomp their feet, I think that we'd all agree that that's not considered a vocal sound. Now, if one was to clap with their lips or with their tongue, like... Are those considered vocal sounds just because they're produced with the mouth? Now, of course, it doesn't make a difference what goes in. It makes a difference what comes out. And if what comes out is sounding like drums, then of course it's going to be a problem. However, even if what comes out doesn't sound exactly like drums... It sounds like something that was made by a human mouth, it sounds like a great beatboxer, that's also gonna be questionable. And when I discussed this with Rubdovid, he was specific whether or not these kind of sounds made with the mouth would be considered cliche or not. However, definitely there's no question if they sound like drums or they sound pretty close to drums on the way out, it's definitely gonna be cliche. Here's a sample of an original recording. Now, that sounds like something made with a mouth. However, with a little bit of processing, here's what it sounds like. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty close to a drum. Now, what if someone was to use sounds that are actual letters, not clicking or clacking with the mouth, but saying stuff like TA or CH or P or ts? So these are actually letters. Sadi, when making the sound of an actual letter of the olive bays, that's clearly a vocal sound. And if one was to do that rhythmically, then perhaps that's something which could be considered vocal music, not instrumental music. Here's a sample of a beat that was recorded using only sounds of letters with no processing that would actually change the sound or impact it in a way that would be a problem. Now, what do you think? Does that sound like an instrument or does that sound like something that was done by a person? Well, the criteria here is pretty clear. If it sounds like cliche, it's included in the Minug to prohibit it during sphera. But if it sounds like vocal music, and specifically I mean vocal music, not something that was produced by the human mouth, then it would be okay during sphera. Now, remember that it was clear that the criteria of it sounding like vocal music versus instrumental music was not dependent on the assessment of an expert but by a regular music fan who could discern the difference between instruments. Now, this is an example where to an expert, this would be easily discernible as something done by a human mouth. However, I played this to some friends of mine, and it seems that it's not so easily discernible to everyone. Now, in summation, I'm not trying to advocate to ban a cappella music, and I'm not here to try to create any sort of tumult or to be controversial. I'm trying to educate, and I want people to be able to understand an area in halacha that's commonly misunderstood, and especially the shita of Rabdavid Zatzal and others who hold that it's dependent on actual cliché, on having a din of instruments, not on being mo'iru rikud, on creating enough simcha or motivating dance. But one point that I'd like to make is that if there was cure for halacha put into the production of a cappella CDs, there would be no problem producing beautiful, enjoyable, and innovative recordings without having to go into areas that may be a problem with cliché during SPHERA. Here are two examples of the recording that I did with Chaim Fliegman, which you've been hearing bits and pieces of. The first version is an example of all the things that we said would be a problem during SPHERA, and the second one is the same exact recording, however processed in a way that would not be a problem during SPHERA, just to highlight this point. Thank you so much for listening, and I welcome all of your comments and questions, at my email address, rosenberg at gmail.com. And here's the second one.